Podlita. My goodness me. Oh, we'll get there. Private panel. I'm unsexualized. Hey, if you want to wear that top, it's good. It's brown. Where are the bobbleheads? Hi, and welcome to Podleadum. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. My name is Hannah Jean Ginsburg, and mmm, what's this fruit you say? <laughs> I'm JDB Crump, and I'm still keeping the competition in front of my face at all times. And I'm Alexander Price, and you ever want to just get things real wet? <laughs> this close. This close. <laughs> today to discuss cycle nine episode six the girl who gets a mango they needed a thesaurus for this title of this episode (laughs) i mean i guess technically that is true but (laughs) now we're back to individual girls and not a plot line just and and who's right we put who back i think it should have been the girl whose mango gets Bit. Right? How's yeah. that not more fun? Even grabbing, grab a mango. Who grabs a mango? Who grabs, yeah. If you're if you're gonna like go for the mango title, like go all the way. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be coy about mango <laughs> titling. <laughs> and you know who also isn't coy? Our supporters. Yay! Boom. boom. <laughs> As always, we're gonna give a shout out to our most recent supporters through anchor.f. M. That's anchor.fm slash podleadum. You can support us for as little as 99 cents a month or any just any amount that your heart so desires. How much is the mango in the window worth to you? <laughs> I'm just asking. And we have a new sponsor, Flavio. Mm. Flavio. The Flavio of mango. Well, I think also sent us an email or a message too, he did. right? He did. He did. Wonderful. Wonderful. The Tyramales have been top notch recently. Yes. Yes. Y'all have really taken our advice of uh, formatting them like Tyramales. <laughs> and I like so it. So much joy. <laughs> it was so funny to just get a wall of text from Alexander that's like 15 Tyramels in a row. I love them it's all. It's the best. <laughs> but thank you, Flavio. And again, you can sponsor us, support us at anchor.fm slash podleadum. Now let's get to the episode. Previously, the girls were flying high, posing in the air and on the ice. I mean... In the air. In the air. I mean... <laughs> Did they mean that they were picked up on the ice? Because that's kind of what I took that as. That would be crazy. Can I tell y'all that I want to start more conversations with, because my personality suck that much, and then, just <laughs> shoving, and then just shoving loose potato chip crumbs into my mouth all willy-nilly. Is this Ebony's first talking head? It feels like it, or at least it feels like she got a brand new outfit or something. Like, it's Crazy. She's had a lot of talking heads, quote unquote, where it's just her afterwards in front of like the setting of wherever she just came from. Where they catch it OTF. Exactly. But for she- the people out there who don't know TV Lingual, that means <laughs> on the fly. Can you Which- see those screen captures real quick? <laughs> Capture. Or Steadicam. (laughs) Um, So, but I do think it is because all of a sudden this dark blue and black outfit just assaults you from Ebony because it's like, whoa, have we ever seen this before? And I think you're right. I don't think we have, which seems wild considering how much story we've gotten about Ebony. I guess we actually haven't seen, I feel like we've seen a shit ton of Heather's talking heads and that's kind of it. Sometimes Jenna, but like- I I was about to say, who have we seen? Bianca. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Because she has to, like, explain her strategery. Yeah. All of Ebony's storyline has, up to this point, I feel like actually taken place in the panel room. Yes. That's interesting. And now, this episode, we have the show and the panel just conspiring mm-hmm. fully mm-hmm. against a contestant. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I feel like she's being gaslit into thinking she doesn't do well at the photo shoots because she's she like, is. I don't do well at the photo shoots. I don't do well at the challenges, which she doesn't do great at the challenges, to be no. fair. <laughs> but but she's like game for them. And I don't do well at panel. And I'm like, one of those is not true. And one of those is only half true, Ebony. Yeah. Like, you're not giving yourself any credit anymore. And before we get to the other person the show is treating like garbage, did <laughs> anyone else notice how many paper towels were on top of the giant microwave? Hey, it takes a lot to keep the giant microwave clean. Or are they not cleaning? And that's why there's so many paper towels. <laughs> Third theory. I think Janet left them as one final <laughs> FU about cleaning that house. <laughs> she just model walked up. Don't forget me. <laughs> Wipe it up. <laughs> I'm going to come back in two weeks and I want to see exactly how many paper towels are off that roll. <laughs> yeah. So then we're going to switch to Ambriel's. And I got to say... This is almost my opening quote, but I also, this isn't the quote, but I love the way Abrielle says hey to her dad in that way that at some point when we've been down and we've called a parent or loved one, hey daddy, it's like so like, this is going to be a sad call. Get yourself prepared, dad. Letting you know this is your warning. I also thought it was really funny that her dad was like, don't be worrying about a good time all the time. That was my quote. (laughs) Don't worry about a good time all the time. Not bad advice. <laughs> no, not really the problem here. No. Not bad advice. <laughs> you don't need to be going out, dancing, having fun every night. I also, I love that Abriel's version of, Dad, can you just support me? Is, Dad, can you just pray for me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that, take it out of her voice, right? It's, Daddy, can you just pray for me, please? Like, get on my side for once. <laughs> Dad, you are always praying about other folks, and I need some Ambriel Jesus time. <laughs> you know who is definitely a smoker? Bianca. Oh. The way she is chomping on that lollipop. <laughs> I was like, oh. Also, Heather in her talking head with these bronze eyes. Glam. What? Who? Who, who gave them the right to make her that hot in confessionals? She is like subtly glowing up through the episodes. Yeah. Yes. She's doing exactly what the show purports they want to see happen. To mm-hmm. see the slow transformation. But they never give her credit for it. No. It's the one time though Bianca offers actual advice to someone <laughs> that isn't like a, a ploy to get them eliminated. <laughs> I almost don't believe it. I almost just think they cut out the talking head where she explains her plan. (laughs) Also, Bianca says something that I don't think's true. Where she says she finds herself getting closer to some of the girls. Ooh. You mean by default because you have to make a friend to Bianca? I don't, it doesn't feel like that's your MO at all. And she says this while she's talking to heather yeah what a complicated stew of feelings bianca has towards heather do you think bianca does like like heather but also so clearly sees that heather's the biggest competition for her that she just can't find herself actually being friends with her yes Yes. and so i'll spill some recap tea because that's next episode but i there's one thing that this really 
relates to. Well, splish splash. Yeah, there's a moment in the recap where Heather's waiting for the phone call, uh, waiting to use the phone. Oh. And Bianca is like, hey, I'm next. And Heather's like, no, I've been sitting here. And she's like, Heather, shh, people are sleeping. And then moves in. And Heather's like, you're not going in. And she's like, well, I'm next. So, and like, it gets real weird because there's like conversations saying like, well, Heather acts like a child. So I'm going to treat her like a child. I'm like, number one, Heather does not act like a child. Number two, Never. you're fully being a brat right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst. And then, and then Bianca pushes her way in and closes the door on Heather. And then Heather's like knocking and she's like, yeah, what do you need, Heather? It's uncomfortable. I hate that kind of immature fighting. I do love the idea that you could end like fights really quickly by as soon as they argue back, you're like, people are sleeping. Like no matter (laughs) where you are. (laughs) It seems, I mean, Bianca clearly usually has a very easy time riling people up and Heather is not Mm -hmm. easily riled. No. And I feel like Bianca both respects that and it makes her like want to rile her even more. Yeah, there is a version of life where Bianca and Heather were just best buds in this house. Mm-hmm. They could have been. Yeah, they easily could have been. And I think we see little moments of that, but Bianca just can't not survive her way through this show. Well, Bianca is so threatened yeah. because she sees how naturally good Heather is. Oh, we'll get into I can't oh. wait for that that discussion. Well, but knock, knock. We have a visitor. I love Ebony going like, here in the first knock, and then the gut, oh, <laughs> Like Ebony, Ebony and Jenna did not understand that someone was knocking on the door. It just sounded like a clatter in the house. So I think that this guest should have followed vampire rules because they were not invited into this house. This guest shoves his way in, in a way that is very uncomfortable. Jenna does not get out of Tyson Beckford's way at all. She's too busy going through to completion. Can't move. Because also it doesn't help that he's wearing what I call classic late night hookup wear, right? It's clothes that are easily removed and put back on. He might have be wearing flip flops. Like this is this is a two o'clock booty call outfit that he. Well, comes what in else are you gonna in. wear when you get sent over to come and talk to people about spokesmodels and spokespersons? <sighs> professional also what's happening with his hair it's under a hat right mm, we'll yeah, see you later he wears a hat throughout the entire appearance <laughs> there and there's just something like he isn't the tra- his hair is in transition Alex in some way <laughs> he's wearing a hat I, hey can you I, listeners? I love i love no 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 i'm putting myself i'm alexander I am on Alexander's couch. I watched this episode. I see a, a human being in a hat. And I'm like, no. What's <laughs> what the are they secret? hiding? <laughs> what is happening? I just, okay. Listeners, you can probably tell from the way I'm talking about him. I don't like Tyson Beckford. And part of it is, did either of you ever watch Make Me a Supermodel? Yes. I watched like the first season, okay. I believe. I think there was only one season. Maybe. There were two. Oh, okay. But it was like, <laughs> I think it was like just like a year or two after his appearance on Top Model, mm. which I don't know why he thought he could host a modeling show after he did this on here. But he is n- not a great person. He has a lot of problems with like body image, sexuality, and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff that are like kind of gross. And I would say he brings that to this teach that didn't need to be. Well, okay. Yes. Sub. That's very fair. Super valid. But even if you didn't have all that make me a supermodel hot knowledge, 
it doesn't matter because he also doesn't come across good in this episode. Yes, sure. <laughs> this is also the least teach that'll ever be taught. Yes. Like there was n- uh, any of the three of us could have walked in and taught this better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like truly. There it is, is fascinating. No training on how to speak or to be a model. <laughs> there is one shining light in Tyson's visit. I and that is the, the same way thing that Ebony yes. runs where she is like, whoa, and her boobs are just wobbling <laughs> around. Bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> she is like, I almost thought she was going to just fly down yes. that giant staircase <laughs> that she had. It was so funny. And I will it's say this. Horny terror in her eyes. <laughs> good or bad person, very attractive. There's sure. a reason yes. Tyson Beckford's a model. Oh, yeah. I, and I totally get, like, the excitement of, as Heather says, eye candy. Yum. Heather is the one who fucks, y'all. Yeah. For real and for true. Also, we've never seen this little living room area for, like, a while. And it's maybe the best decorated area of the house. It's got, like, a nice... Oh, no. Hannah is <laughs> losing her mind. Did it you hate it? One piece of decor. I don't know if it's an end table or a stool, but it was just a stump. Oh, oh yeah. The stump. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's a greenhouse. Yeah. It's a greenhouse. I'm going to say this, though. For all the, the back wall art and that stuff, it felt like this was... If you were going to go and have a green-themed house, <laughs> this is the only room where I'm like, this was the line. This was the, this is as much as I could take. Because every other shot we ever get in the house looks like they're in a full jungle. (laughs) (laughs) And I truly wonder if some people are just like, maybe every girl who gets eliminated just takes a couple of potted plants with her. Maybe. It's like a, like a wedding. This is the deforested room because that's why there's a stump. Yeah. (laughs) So Tyson comes in and he's going to give them a teach that he adds a layer to that was not in the brief that he was handed before coming into this. Is he going to give them a teach? Because there's nothing taught. This is what it boils down to. You learn to use your looks for a lot of good things. Okay. Okay. And just don't be pretty faces standing around. So then he goes and tells them to get a fruit or vegetable or whatever. Or Jenna gets a hand mixer. (laughs) Oh my God, I wish, I wish we could have seen what that would have been. (laughs) That was so funny. I do fall more in love with Chantal though, because she grabs one of my favorite treats, a lime popsicle. Mm. Y'all, I have a freezer full of lime popsicles. I love lime popsicles. But then Tyson says, all right, ladies, you got to think now, how am I going to sell this item and make it sexy? Where did that second part come from? And what does this have to do with spokes modeling? Yes. And also, why why are they told to direct it to him and not the other women? Yeah. Yeah. It did give me a little bit of shades of ANTM chocolate. But again, that was one of those things that they didn't tell them to do it sexy. They no. could do it any way they wanted because we got Nicole being like, I love my ANTM chocolate. <laughs> and we got other people like Brie like helping us all reach climax yeah like there's all these different versions of it he also just starts making like mm, sounds like mm. oh my favorite part was and this is a man who clearly has not had to work to pick up a woman in a while how wet is the water (laughs) (laughs) i do love that ebony gets over her fascination with tyson long enough to hate this challenge Because when he says, you, she has a water, like, heater? Uh, like an electric tea kettle. Oh, oh how luxe. Or oh, as she responds, as she calls it, this water heater upper. I mean, that's what J.W. Grubb would call yeah. it, so I feel her. Um, but 
he goes, you know, how do you say it's hot and moist and really what you want? And then she goes, it's hot and moist and really what you want. And I'm like, you know what? You did not do what he says. Yep. Yeah. When Bianca pour, has a watering can that she's like stroking. And then he, he goes, how wet is the water? And she just pours it on the carpet. I love it. I, that's actually a great Bianca moment. This this wet. <laughs> I mean, how else do you answer that question? <laughs> I mean, I'm shocked Bianca didn't pour it over Heather's head, but otherwise. <laughs> but she should have because Heather, oh my <laughs> lordy. Sometimes you need a little bit more of sophistication during a special night for two. It's fingerprint proof. And I was like, oh, to kill someone. <laughs> I did think it was actually, if you're going for sexy, her then going, and lipstick proof. Well, I was like, this is the sexiest wine glass. Commercial. Oh, yeah. You're winning the brief. And again, it it just, this is, I hate, this teaches so bad. Let me be clear about this. That being said, the fact that Heather is good at this teach really, you know, puts to rest all that can Heather through, Oof. you know, her autism and ADHD actually do this kind of sexy stuff and not just be naturally stunning? Like we're yeah. seeing her be good at stuff, which I'm just setting up now for arguments that happen about Heather later. Yeah, exactly. Then we get the titular mango. <laughs> and Tyson asks her, would I like to take a bite of that mango? Mm. You can take a bite of any fruit I have. Mm, you go sit down with your sexy mango. No, I want to watch you eat the mango. No, 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 no. Ambriella's taking control. She's taking the sexy from uh, Tyson, and it, it's hers. Yeah. That was a big bite, too. I was about to say, that was a big <laughs> bite when we saw it. I love that she kept it in her confessional. It's like, Ambriella. <laughs> My co-star, the bitten mango. Do you eat mango skin? I have. Okay. That's where the vitamins are. In some shady editing... When Tyson says, how bad do you want it? How bad do you really want it? They just cut to Ebony. <laughs> this whole episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now it's time for an actual challenge that nobody was prepared or trained for. Yep. And the disparity between the teach and the challenge has never been so great. Absolutely. But they're all excited to see Tyson again, especially me, Sarah, going full horny. She was like, you didn't get to see me horny earlier. <laughs> now I'm going to show you. Sarah's also down to clown. They also all dressed like Tyson. Like he came to the house in a black tank top and then most of them are wearing black tank tops. And that kind of happens throughout the rest of the cycle. And I truly wonder if there was an actual teach to this where Tyson was like, hey, you know, all of you can just wear this old na- these old Navy sundresses are cool and whatever, but you can just <laughs> wear black tanks and jeans, right? Like your friend Tyson Beckford. So we meet Elizabeth Santiso. The vice president for Keep a Child Alive. The pairing of Tyson and Elizabeth every time they stand together. I don't know why it tickles me so much. They couldn't be more different people. And I'm not just talking about appearance. I'm talking about like who they feel like they are as people. But also... And I'm jumping the gun a little, a little bit, but is Elizabeth Loki one of the best challenge judges we've ever had? Uh, Elizabeth is doing a job. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Elizabeth, from start to finish, this episode contained one of my least favorite teaches, but one of my favorite challenges. Especially in how it's judged. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be PSAs. It's PSA time. The contestants will be filming 30-second PSAs for Keep a Child Alive. Mm-hmm. They have 30 minutes to do this entire thing. Yeah, to figure it out. And they're going to get booklets and some other things that I'll talk about in a second that I'm very excited to talk about. They get props, pen and paper, and ambassador Bibles. Ambassador. 
<laughs> and they also get, now that we're, I guess we're just talking about it immediately, and I'm so excited. They also get a, a, a stopwatch and loose red beads, <laughs> which I think could have been used as a thing. And this, y'all, have you ever heard of Odyssey of the Mind? Yes. No. I was participated in Odyssey of the Mind. Same here. I. It, it's also called OM for short. It was this competition, and you could do a lot of different activities within the competition. Some would be building-based, some would be more theatrical-based, et cetera. And you had a team from your school that would get to work on it and whatever. Oh, I think and, I did do this. And this was full odyssey of the mind realness from start to finish. The stopwatch to time yourself, having all these props, this book of like specifics that you could draw from. It was, I love this. I love this challenge. And Ebony also seemed to be having a good time with this particular challenge. Why were these teams presented in backwards order? Were they? Well, the first team we see, and is Tyrant, is team three, Sarah, <laughs> Ebony, and Celicia. What a choice. <laughs> and it's probably because that's how, like, Elizabeth assigned them or whatever. And they sure. were like, we might edit that in. They gotta know. <laughs> but I, I, I dubbed this team Team FOMO SMOMO, which is Team Former Smokers. <laughs> is that the energy that this team is giving me? Oh, my God, Alexander. That's one of the best jokes you've ever joked. <laughs> that's really funny. I, okay. Okay. I gotta say, one interesting thing about this challenge is all three groups come at this from very different angles. Very different. Which actually makes it an interesting competition, more so than just them reciting lines. That being said, also, as a model, you're not going to be writing your own copy for the PSA. So it's like, is this... Like, it's fun for television. It's not like... This is usually how the PSA challenge happens, though. Yeah, I get it. It's like the top model thing. And it also helps the viewer, like, learn about it. Team two is Aunt and Brielle, Heather, and Jenna, which I just wrote team... Oh, honey. <laughs> team... Um... Mm. <laughs> and then team one is Lisa, Chantal, Bianca. Team wanting it. They want this <laughs> more than anyone else. I would also call it just... Team Bianca, because Bianca comes up with a concept, Chantal, yes, ands, and we are done planning. <laughs> and it's not a bad concept. No, no. I don't think any of these teams had bad concepts. I actually, I was pleasantly surprised. These truly. Were all conceptually pretty usable. Yeah. Sure, conceptually. Yes. Because, okay, we haven't, we didn't get to talk about it. They only get one take. Yeah. One. Mm -hmm. So if they flub a line, smell you later. Bianca. So, <laughs> so team one goes up and they have their like, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil theme, right? When, when Chantal performs <laughs> see no evil, she covers her entire face. <laughs> There's like, she's washing cleanser off. <laughs> They did not they did not talk this through. As much as Bianca was in charge, she didn't think about what's going to happen is, you know, the, one of them like reveals their ears or eyes or whatever. And then the rest of the commercial, they just head down, hands covering, and Bianca being last gave herself the most copy. So most of the commercial is just Chantal and Lisa covering their eyes and ears and looking away. Or entire face. <laughs> and it's a shame because they come up with fun lines that each have a word that like have something to do with hearing, seeing. Didn't you hear? Can't uh -uh. you see? I like it. I think that's good for 30 minutes. My captions let me know that Bianca... <gasps> pronounces pandemic 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 i d e m i c and i love that even the captions are like that's not what she said 
It's unfortunate that Bianca stumbles once and then can't stop stumbling to the point where she does not say the name of the charity correctly. Yeah, child, just keep Keep it. Keep that child. (laughs) It sounds like an anti-choice organization. Oh, oh my God, it does. (laughs) Oh no. By the way, Heather the entire time has been blowing up the concept of this challenge because Heather just keeps telling us how little time they had and how that was not enough time to accomplish what they needed yeah. to accomplish. And I can't believe how many times they let Heather say that on the air. Well, it's because she she's autistic, so her opinion doesn't matter as much. So apparently the only prop that got used, other than poster board, was paint. Yes, because the, because the I am Africa thing, I think... No, 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 were- no, no, no. But why... Did group number two choose to paint blue stripes on their shoulders? Well, because... What is... Why? Because they were the team with two white people in it? They had a... No, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's literally just they had paint. Yeah. We need a I think it's just they had paint. I was shocked at how surprisingly effective dropping the poster board was. Oh, my God. That... When they just dropped it and it made like a... (laughs) But then... But then Elizabeth did like a slow like... Mm. It's good. It's impactful. If you watch that on TV and you heard that slamming noise, you would start paying attention. Yes. The, the only thing I hate about it is that both who was who was in that group it was Jenna, Heather, Ambriel. Yeah, Jenna and Ambriel stay looking forward, but Heather can't help but look at the poster boards as they fall, and it's yeah. like so frustrating because I'm like, I almost feel like that killed the vibe of the commercial. Yeah. Sure. There was some, uh, clearly, I think also one of their props was the sign saying, um, I think it was the 40 million, whichever, one side, or it said one side had far better handwriting that looked like it had been like mapped out with a ruler. And then the other side was like a quick, we have 30 minutes. Or we have two minutes left. <laughs> yeah. And we also are, this is our science project and we didn't map out how much room we had and the, they get smaller and more cramped as it goes towards the end. Oh my gosh. I am the absolute God of doing that with posters. <laughs> if you tell me I have to put happy birthday on the poster, I will give you happy birth all in the same size and then day will be crammed at the end. <laughs> and then we have our last team, which I actually think had the best written copy. They did. I'm going to say it right now. Uh, this team should have won. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, they get what the charity does wrong. Which is so frustrating because that was one of those things that like, if everyone got a second take and they got to get one note. Mm-hmm. So what's crazy too is, I when they got it wrong and she says that they don't, I'm like, why? But But why would you not offer prevention? Like, it's maybe a fault in your charity. Which they apparently they did fix later. It is a fault in your charity. If you're preventing, if you're talking about HIV/AIDS, and you're saying, "Oh, we don't provide any kind of prevention." What? Why? But there's but probably who? they probably have a very specific mandate that they have to stick to. Wow. But it, I mean, it is extremely unfortunate that that's basically it. Seems like why this team doesn't win the challenge because it's a really good PSA. Yeah. Perform it really well, except for Celicia scratching her hip slash butt yeah good 10 seconds she also uh doesn't say like because they say uh i am african you are african and she says we are africa seems like that was maybe a mistake but maybe that was part of the copy like we'll never know because we didn't get to see like all that booklet like that's one of those things i always give the benefit of a doubt all Mm -hmm. i don't give the benefit of a doubt when elizabeth kate pronounce ambriel's name and calls her (laughs) ambriel (laughs) 
which sounds like an ambrosia store that <laughs> opened up and like tried to be cute with their name. Celicia, and you'll see this a lot. Anytime Celicia succeeds, she has the dorkiest we did it dances. <laughs> it's so it's so kind of out of character for her that it makes it accidentally charming because we don't get to see dork Celicia a lot. Yeah. Not enough, I'm gonna say. Agreed. Yeah, I, I was like, why don't we shoot this? So team two wins by default because they didn't mess up any of the copy essentially like or any of like i feel like elizabeth is like we actually planned on using one of these and we for sure can't use the other two yeah yeah absolutely i also i actually now that alex has made his stance clear i would have loved it if one of the contestants where they were like well we just do treatment not prevention if one of them would have been like oh that seems like a fault with your charity (laughs) Like, like, just fully, like, she was like, well, you were going to (laughs) win. I bet Heather said it and they cut it out. (laughs) So then we're introduced to a new person for no reason. And a woman comes out who has the same name as my mother, um, Lisa Price, the co-founder of Carol's Daughter. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That didn't even occur to me. That's so funny. I didn't think of that either. Can I just say this? I looked up a little bit more about Carol's daughter, especially for a thing that's about to happen. Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't familiar. That's like one of those products I know like sure. the name of. So Lisa Price is the titular Carol's daughter. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me and established the brand in 1993 in Brooklyn, New York. So it's a New York-based uh, thing. And it's very much products, hair, skin care, etc. for women of color. Anyone could theoretically use it, but... Up to the last 15 years ago. But yes, th- there was a change 15 years ago. I did what was the change? Oh, that it was more... Uh, they changed the language in the advertising to kind of mitigate and undermine that. They Far more racially ambiguous, far more relaxed hair. Oh, they is like that when L'Oreal bought them? I believe so. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Because L'Oreal bought them at some point later on. But that was... That was definitely like the the the, the vibe of Carol. Oh yeah, Dollar. well they were the first black-owned beauty line with its own flagship store in the country. Nice, which is like That's great. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Oprah, Will Smith, and Jada Pinkett were all investors in the company. So Lisa Price comes out with a mystical wooden bowl that is going to decide the winner of this challenge. I love the assistants that have to bring out the giant Carol's Daughter gift baskets worth $500 each. And they are, these are worth $500 because these gift baskets are the size of a, one of the contestants. <laughs> they yes. are giant. So they're told that one of the girls who is going to be chosen randomly, which makes zero sense, Why? is going to have a photo shoot art directed by Mary J. Blige. Especially when we find out just how good this prize is. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is an amazing prize. And also, look, look, you should have fudged this and picked a winner that would have been more appropriate. You for this. should have just uh-huh. put all Ambriel's name on all the slips and just picked Ambriel. <laughs> <laughs> or like put it in the freezer and then put it in the bowl so you can or, pick just, or just pick all three of them yes. so that it could be one of those things that happens where it's like it's a group so it doesn't matter it's a group this, this what is cool. do to Heather later okay we'll get there we'll get yeah. there so Heather wins and then Lisa says well Mary's picking looks we've got to go Lisa kidnaps Heather <laughs> There is a smoke cloud in the shape of Lisa Price and Heather that exits. 
How do we feel about Matthew, Matthew Ralston, the photographer on the shoot? I feel like anytime you ask us this, it's to set us up for failure because you hate them. I thought he was <laughs> fine. I also thought he was fine. Does yeah. he not remind you of like a Chris Lilly character that you might see? I gotta say, I thought you were setting us up for something. And if you had told me that you were setting us up for a Chris Lilly character, I would not have <laughs> believed you, Alexander. I just like that he actually coaches the models. Yes, when he gets yes that is true. He gets better. Set. We're going to he- see that again when he comes back in a future cycle, but he gives very specific, clear direction, which we get so rarely on this show. I think we always see so much more specific, clear direction in these photo shoot prizes because they're actually going to be used for something. Uh Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mary J. Blige did not expect this because she comes on, sees Heather and is like, what the fuck? I thought I was working with the I Am African campaign. Mm -hmm. They put a makeup tan tan they say let's give her a tan (laughs) well the the outfits so mary j blige has already picked out these outfits one of them is a full gorgeous like tribal african caftan big bold colors with drawings and it's gorgeous it's not gonna for heather heather's also notably the palest contestant that was remaining in this cycle yes (laughs) it would only have been worse if jenna was there with that <laughs> Chantal would have been the one that would have blo- that Mary J. Blige would be like, cut it. <laughs> Rebecca from Sunnybook Farm is not doing this Carol's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Mary J. Blige literally says, I'm thinking like makeup for these cl- colors, so let's give her a tan. Like we she's not even hiding that this is a problem for Mary J. Blige's vision. It is nice to see. Heather's so happy and excited about these people. Yes. And Mary J. Blige was pleasantly surprised by how this all worked out. Yeah. Also, but then I'm going to say Heather gives Mary J. Blige a little bit too intense of a hug <laughs> that Mary J. did not agree to. I felt like afterwards I needed to tweet at Mary J. Blige and be like, hey, I just saw this episode. Are you okay? Are you st- okay. <laughs> I- one thing we, we we didn't mention earlier that comes up now and will continue to come up later in this episode is that Heather is still focused on this, like, I've only been doing profiles gaslighting that's been happening. Ugh. So she really wanted to use this chance, smart of her, to yeah. practice face on things. We also get a lot of the photographer, Matthew, being like, uh, straightforward? straightforward like which is kind of funny because maybe she truly doesn't naturally do it. Yeah. Sure. It's also, I think, the campaign is very that i think both of what we're saying is true though that she doesn't naturally do it but a lot of campaigns to the judges and panels credit are face on things especially in makeup yes very makeup i think fashion i think you get away with a lot of profile Mm -hmm. so tyra mail some models never wear the same outfit twice but until you reach the top you'll have to recycle yours and then salicia says well we're thinking recycling because of, you know, our house and stuff. And I'm like, you're thinking recycling because it said recycling in the Tyra mail, Salisha. <laughs> our whole house is based on recycling. Sort of. <laughs> tires, remember? The, the seats are tires. Definitely tires. Yes. I think it's more based on plants. If you had to, like, say something besides just green. So the girls decide to have a slumber party and y'all... They put a frozen pizza and loose chicken nuggets on the bottom of this microwave oven thing. I, I, can't, I, I can't get over just putting it loosely 
loosely on why would you do the that pizza was on a board <laughs> the chicken nuggets were loose <laughs> how do you maybe they're just really how do you cook them on a on a baking pan oh my god alexander we're this episode is just gonna show <laughs> every 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 listener are you a jw or an alexander you have a baking pan in your house for what <laughs> two baking pans alexander no you don't need that Chicken nuggets are not something you need to put on a baking pan. That is what your microwave is for. That is what a hot car dashboard is for. You do not need that. Would I normally heat something up in the microwave on a plate? Yes. Do I admire them for not filling up the sink? Also, yes, as we've seen that that's a problem for these women. I'm sorry. I'm team loose nuggets. (laughs) Always have been, always will be. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, let me say this, though. This is why this greed house and this eco-heating bullshit doesn't work. Because they all yep. say out loud that it's so cold in the house all the time. And the warmest place is this walk-in closet that that's where they're going to have their slumber party. I'm like, cool advertisement for green energy. Talking about the house is not comfortable. And also pumping in AC constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So they're, they're sleepover time. And this basically leads to two things. Ebony just fully now telling everyone, mm-hmm. or at least we're seeing her for the first time being like, I don't want this. I want to go home. I want to go home. And Chantal weirdly convincing her to stay because Chantal's argument is she should stay because she just will meet more people. And I'm well, like, Chantal, that's what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony doesn't want to meet any additional people. We also get Bianca fishing for compliments from the other girls. And an early pre-definition of smize. <laughs> Which is, Tyra told me she wanted me to keep my eyes squinted, but wide. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so funny. We also get weird security cam footage of the closet from the perspective of the mirror that Bianca <laughs> is looking at. And I'm like, can you imagine when they set up the house with this one random camera? They were like, well, we'll never actually use this. When are we going to need to the, and then the one weird walk-in like, closet? It was like, ha ha. I told you. <laughs> Promotion for me. Heather returns at 1 a.m. Which is bananas, but I guess realistic. With a gift basket, too. She also got the $500 gift basket. Yeah, that makes sense. She was also on set with all those products she probably used on her. Mm-hmm. And then Salisha <laughs> says to Heather, her best friend in the house, <laughs> if you don't want any of the Carol's daughter's products, I'll take it. Thank you. I love Carol's daughter. And then Bianca that. backs that up. But also part of me is like... Yeah. I mean, there's probably some stuff in there that Heather can't Can't use. Sure. But then, I mean, uh, Jenna's also there. Jenna has the same products. Well, (laughs) sure. But I think any hair care products we can give to Jenna right now are just a (laughs) gift to Jenna. (laughs) Can you imagine when Jenna got this? She was like, oh, thank Christ. Probably Ambrielle, too, actually, was like, Oh, good. They finally gave me some hair product. Like a life raft. Because <laughs> like, it's a giant basket. Oh, my God. I just realized this episode and ongoing, Ambrielle starts figuring out her hair. Was it because she actually got products from Carol's daughter that were perfect for her hair? Yes. Probably. Yes, absolutely. Yes. She 100%. had to win a challenge to be able to do her makeover correctly. That is not right, Tyra. Half win a challenge. <laughs> This is also when we get this new narrative of Bianca deciding that Heather doesn't work hard. She doesn't deserve she's just it. Too pretty to have to work hard. I, uh, it's so silly because, again, she just 
want a challenge for something that didn't involve her looks. Yeah. You're also just in a room full of peop- women with beautiful faces. Like, that is the baseline for a modeling competition. I just don't know how aware Bianca is of the competition and the people in it. As much as she's on Survivor, it goes into the next episode, too. She makes comments, and I'm like, are you looking at the other people in this house? And then you finally see them, and you're like, oh, Heather's really stunning. Hmm. Though I do like her tire, her um, confessional where she is talking, talking at the end. She just dejectedly says, oh, she baffles me. <laughs> it's so funny to me. So we head back to our old friend, Quixote Studios. Chantal giving us a full recap of the Tyra Mail and also their theories. Remember commercials, y'all, <laughs> when we needed a reset up when we came back from a commercial? Chantal's here to give it to you. And Mr. J lets the contestants know that when one of you does become America's Next Top Model, you have to give back. You have to tithe. That's the Tyra way. <laughs> Did Jenna just come from chopping wood? Because both her outfit and her hair suggest it. Is she chopping wood for that house so they can have some heat? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're going to see <laughs> that the stump is missing in the next episode. <laughs> Why don't they list things anymore? Why it's don't annoying. they list things? It's so frustrating. And I understand that they weren't like, there's someone's going to be actively recapping this podcast decades <laughs> later. But still, it was fun. It was also a fun moment. You got to see the reactions from everyone. Yes. yes. Bianca says she's going to use everything I've learned and everything I've heard. Mm-hmm. But not everything she's seen. Just everything she's heard about modeling, conceptually. <laughs> so we meet... Fashion editorial and celebrity photographer, Frederick Reshaw. Reshu? Reshu. I wrote this down and I knew that I was not going to remember how to pronounce it because it looks like Reshu. Reshu. I know that it was not that, but it's exactly what it looks like. We'll go with Frederick. Frederick. (laughs) Mr. J says something that isn't as impressive as he thinks it is. He says he shot from everywhere from London to Los Angeles. That's basically just America and London. (laughs) That's just an eight-hour flight. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, he shot everywhere left of Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for the multiple production people that have to play top design between every shoot. Oh, my God. And they get a white wall challenge, and they have to redo it. Because the theme of the photo shoot is everyone gets a recyclable object. Yeah. What was that uh, Bravo interior design show where they had to do all these tiny rooms? Yes, I remember that. I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't top design? The thing I just said? Oh, maybe it was. You're right. It was top design. You're right, 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 right. (laughs) Ah, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, everybody is pulled into the set. Even our hair and makeup people are, like, throwing shredded (laughs) humor in the air. It's a full, like, group project all hands on deck every time and also that's the kind of thing you could have prepped like three or four at once yeah and then just moved it in it also seems like they're having to like screw in these pieces of luon and unscrew like they definitely screw in some of the like plastic bottles to keep them up this is this could have all been solved by one big lazy susan just like Uh-oh. four of them spin it around. In fact, keep the other models on their sets. <laughs> so Heather is aluminum cans. Chantal is shredded paper. Sarah is garbage bags. I'm so, is it not just crazy to be like one of our recyclable materials 
is garbage bags. Just needed to say it. Keep going. Garbage. Not recycling bags. Garbage bags. Salisha is car parts. Salisha is the tire queen. <laughs> Ebony is bubble wrap. Jenna is cardboard. Bianca is oil. Uh, can I say it how Bianca said it? Yeah. The recyclable material that I portrayed was oil, and I was really oily. <laughs> All, that whole sentence is factually accurate. <laughs> Lisa was plastic bottles, and Ambriol was newspaper. Why was nobody glass? That seems like such an easy one to do. Then get them some clear outfit kind of moments or something. Uh-huh. Or some green glass translucency. Yeah. That's mm. like right there. Bottle. It's crazy. We even learned that you have to separate out the colors of glass to recycle. Like that could have been a moment. Right? <laughs> Mr. J takes this opportunity to, shock of all shocks, be really mean to Ebony. <sighs> to the point where when her photo shoot is done, her fellow contestants high five her and he tells them to stop yeah <laughs> i love you know what i stand i super stand for ebony in this episode when he when he goes on in on her and then she goes okay thanks yeah and then just leaves like mm-hmm. she's she's not gonna have someone she's not gonna engage with someone treating her badly which for the show and survival on america's next top model is bad for you as a human being person good Yes. All the mean girls watch Sarah. There is a full troop of Chantal and some others just standing arms folded watching Sarah in those garbage bags, especially because Sarah is destroying it, doing so well, being super creative. In one of the worst briefs. Although I will say for me, one of the better outfits that like goes with. Sure. The set though was not helping that outfit. No, but I, I like that it actually like. Looks like a dress. Look like a dress and also match the concept of what was doing. Because some people get outfits that are just like, okay, whatever. And some people get things that actually are very reminiscent. Like Jenna got a great set and a great outfit. Mm. Yes. And only Ebony was, quote, trampish. Trampish was is a weird word. And I also don't know what that means in context of what she did. Did he mean trampy? Yeah. But trampish. Also, you can tell exactly when Mr. J filmed all of his talking heads because the background yes. is Ambriel's set. <laughs> so she either went last. She, he, she, she must have just went last, no matter how she's yeah. edited in the episode. She did, she did go last in the ep- edit, too. Yeah. Mr. J also says to Bianca, look at you smiling with your eyes. Uh, wow. Also, Celicia almost perished. Because her set was not safe. No. no. And then they blame the it on Celicia. They like make it, try to make it funny, but I'm like, uh, that was legit dangerous. Big ass tire. And she does the right thing of just fully running forward. You yes. always just get out of the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. It actually weirdly was like my favorite Celicia moment, just in the sense of like, she knows what to do. She does have that experience to be like, oh, I'm getting out of the way. Back at the house, Ebony and Ambriel are commiserating about being trashed by the judges mm-hmm. consistently ebony literally says don't call my name i can't take the criticism it's not fair and i'm shocked they kept it's not fair in there i'm praying and hoping that tyra will make me go home <laughs> <laughs> which is what i say to either of you like when it's 1 a.m at the bar i'm just like <laughs> i'm praying one of y'all will make me go home <laughs> two things about Ambriel. one her skin is actually flawless yes like, mm-hmm. actually, all the time. Mm-hmm. Second, we get another great, cute saying from her when she's at her lowest point. 
where she's just like fully covering herself in her duvet and talking about how Mr. J told her how bad she was. And <laughs> she goes, the way he was sounding, I didn't do Jackie squat right. Jackie, Jackie squat. squat. New drag Season- name, Jackie squat. <laughs> Season 13, baby. Ebony also confirms that they are currently getting 50 frames a photo, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which also seems like next to nothing. Uh, as we've learned, 50 is what you get when you're punished. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Also, this group of girls is why we have to endure something that I hate in cycle 10. Mm. Because these girls have started reading the Tyra male eliminations together. And someone, Tyra, saw this and was like, we should do that for every Tyra Mel. And we're going to get the scroll Uh, in cycle 10 that drives me bonkers. And I blame Uh, all of them. This has become, let's spot what this cycle effed up for future cycles. Cycle 8, fucked up smoking. Cycle (laughs) 9, fucked up Tyra Mel's. Let's just see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Tyra's panel photo is a bottled water ad or it's for a makeup setting spray. Just finish it? What does just finish it? And also it is capital is in caps. Just finish it. <laughs> uh, really had nothing to do with our challenge this week with our photo challenge. Wasn't even trying. <laughs> her her panel look is very business Tyra. I liked it. Yeah, good color. I did not like the uh, loose scalloped collar, though. Mm. Did love the earrings, though. Yes, the earrings were good. Can I tell you guys something fantastic about this just finish it shot? Please. <laughs> yes, please. In 2014, Tyra tweeted this picture with the caption, biggest pet peeve when people don't finish the water in their water bottles. Just finish it. What? So was this a message Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's coming together. (gasps) Okay, so this was one of those things of like, if you're going to buy bottled water, don't waste the water. Don't be wasteful of water. And so that was the closest she... I bet this was some ad campaign for finishing your water. Mm -hmm. And that was her closest version of having a, quote, recycling thing. Fascinating. (laughs) I really encyclopedia browned that together, and I'm very proud of myself. Encyclopedia Hulay browned it? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you Encyclopedia Hulahey Brown that because Tyra introduces the judges in not a fun way. So Nigel LaBarker, soul brother, man number one. In a in a petite afro. Just the first week of Miss yeah. J's. It's the uh-huh. old Miss J wig from when there was only one person eliminated or perhaps no people eliminated. And I have this theory. I'm gonna defend Nigel LaBarker. I think that they were like, well, this will be cute. You're bald. You're notably bald. You'll put this on. It'll be a cute little moment. I bet he didn't know this whole soul brother thing that was going to happen because he takes this off immediately and is embarrassed. Uh-huh. You know what would have made this cute if Twiggy had participated? I wanted it so bad. <laughs> That's what would have made this cute. Instead of looking 
fully disgusted by everything that happened. Or if we had also shoved one of these under Tyson's hat and he took off that hat well, and revealed it. I think he's got I think he was getting hair plugs at this time. That's my conspiracy theory. Tyson Beckford has hair plugs. He got it and then has gone Hannah will never be able to wear a hat in front of Alexander because a hat can never be just a hat. That's the problem with Alexander hat. Hats are a big deal to him. I get that. It's in the name. It's in the name you revealed to us cycles ago, Alexander. That's your my fault, not yours. Tyra calls Tyson the most famous male model of all time. Do we believe that? Mm. And he is also an actor. I believe that. That is objectively true. I feel like true. that's less believable. I think that's also less believable. <laughs> but is he the most famous of all time? Like, who would you... Do you Fabio? I'm, I was trying to think if I could actually name someone that I would consider, like, more famous. Because there are female models, and you could argue a bajillion different most mm-hmm. famous female models. But I guess he might be. He might. Maybe. He did get Make Me a Supermodel for two seasons. Yeah. Honestly, listeners, if you have someone, comment or email us or tweet us. Who do you think, like, when you think most famous male model, like male supermodel, who do you think of? I would be fascinated to know what comes to mind because if it's Tyson Beckford great that just seemed like a big thing to throw on top of him yeah Alexander are you still on skull shirt watch always because this one was uh ugly (laughs) (laughs) all so ugly I hate I as someone that has you know things with like little skulls places these giant uh, aggressive skeletons that keep assaulting our television screen are not cute. I love a narrative in which this is how Miss J is confronting mortality. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Look at the skull because one day that'll be you. Mm-hmm. You can't escape it. It's everywhere. So Celicia is first. For Celicia, I think she's finally produced a good photo. This is probably one of my favorite Celicia shots. I'm going to say right now that I don't think any of these photos are as good as they should be. And I don't think it's on the models. I think it's because the setups are so tiny and flat. Yeah. That none of the modeling comes across as well as it should. It also, there's no, so many of these, there's not enough contrast. They made everything very samey. Yes. Which makes the model kind of disappear. I do think her eyes are still pretty dead. But I think this, I do think the shot is pretty good and represents a big step forward for Celicia. Oh, for sure. It's the first time that I feel like the compliment matches what the photo was. When yes. they're like, oh, you brought some high fashion. You brought some neck to this. I was like, she did. I'm also just realizing that her jewelry is made of seatbelts. Yeah. Which is cute. And I wish they had used it in the setup more. More, yeah. There were there are some cute little details. I, I understand what you're saying about this photo shoot as a whole. And I do agree with the critique you just stated. I sometimes like these more simple ones because I I sometimes think you get more of what the modeling is because there's less variables happening. One or two photos kind of, you know, put that argument or against that argument I'm making. But I kind of like this because part of me can even see what this would be as a PSA ad. Yeah. They all just look a little squashed in to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there had been more depth to the set Mm -hmm. and they just, there had been a little bit more separation, you could have seen what they were doing a little bit more. But I'm sorry, Alexander, I cut you off when you were going to talk about Tyson being gross about Salisha's lips. Yeah. So not only is Tyson gross about Salisha's lips, Tyra doubles down on it and like encourages it. Mm. Yeah. I think also Tyra's showing off a little bit for Tyra. Like Tyson's there and she's like, she's like really on today. Mm. They also say that 
is Jenna next? Yeah, Jenna's next. Jenna, oh quote, looks a little dusted and cleaned off. Like she had to get vacuumed. I could not believe. She did a ponytail. Calm down, Tyra. <laughs> you dusted yourself. What? You mean took a bath? They have this ongoing arc that Jenna is pigpen and marching up to each of these, like with a smog cloud around her. And that her. perhaps it's the hair that you haven't fixed yet. Thank goodness in another episode it does get fixed. This photo reminds me, I don't know how uh, universal this reference is going to be. So I grew up in Southern California where we have a mall that is an international like destination because it has like, it has a uh, very high end stores. And it's like, if you go to like Saks, you know, Fifth, Saks Fifth Avenue or whatever, it'll say like London, Milan, South Coast. It ends up being one of their flagship stores. There's a lot of those at this mall. And they used to do like fashion shows and fashion things and photos in that mall. This is high class mall, I think. There's something about Jenna in this photo that is very, this was a project because it was like themed and she is a high class mall photo alexander the journey that you just <laughs> led me and hannah down to eventually say the meanest thing that top model has said we could say about someone that it well, came I was from a mall it up. i was setting it up that this was good mall this was like good oh mall. good yeah, yeah, yeah. Mall. but i hate there's one white box in the background of this photo that is distracting thank you i hate <laughs> that box too. A mistake but jenna's banging in this mm-hmm. this is great oh, this yeah. is fashion the cardboard purse the cardboard purse it yes and it kind of looks like that's what you're buying that's what i'm saying there's like it's so like Fashion, but buyable fashion. That's what the kiosk is. It's these purses. It seems like um, like a really good high-end window display. Yes, yes. Except that one fucking white box. It's so <laughs> distracting. Right by her head. Ambriel is next. Ambriel, who it seems like, to me, does a pretty good job overall. But the panel, and Mr. J specifically, are not going to let her have a nice time. I thought it's very classic Ambriel in that the body looks amazing. Yep. And the face is a little blank. Yeah. I like this photo, though. I generally like it, too. Yeah, I do, too. The knives on the dress are cool. And this is the one where I don't think the setup made her look boxed in. There's, like, this weird, like, depth because of all the color. Different textures and stuff, Yeah, and there's too. just a lot of... The way they've arranged it, there's a lot of motion to it, which I think is really helpful. What, it, it, and she takes this critique so well. Like, she does this cute little fake slap to her face and all this stuff oh my god when tyra looks at her notes from mr (sighs) j and goes positives nothing wow well what 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 are you supposed to take from that yeah also i I just that's not evidenced in the footage nope now i'm not gonna sit here and act like ambriel has the best picture this week or something like that that is not the case but like why this critique for this photo though i don't get it I don't get it. Lisa is next. And Lisa's just trying to get that hair together. They're still on her fucking you hair. You mean that incomprehensible cut that you forced you on her? her? It's, again, this is such a bad cycle for makeovers. So here's a question. For Ambriel, Mr. J's opinion meant everything. Uh-huh. For Lisa, Mr. J's opinion means nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing. Because he was like, she was great. She took all these risks. And Tyra's like, uh-huh, whatever. They're safe risks. <laughs> Modeling 101 risks. You know what a safe risk is, everyone listening? That's an investable thing. <laughs> Take a safe risk. I mean, I don't like this photo. I think there's it's a little sleazy, but I think that's because I hate Lucite so much. And this photo is just giving me that in spades. 
I also think the background is literal garbage. Sure. Yeah, this is one of the worst setups, absolutely. It kind of looks like she's punching the bottles into existence. <laughs> like she slammed the wall because they're like starbursted out. They gave the bottles such a specific pattern while every other setup was just kind of like, and here's a ton of it. Well, they gave the ones on the wall a specific pattern yes. and then just like threw a bunch on the ground. Yeah. And now it just looks like their house. Also, she's in a bathing suit. Yeah, this outfit is nothing. Like we couldn't give her an outfit. Those shoes are hideous. And I'm usually a big proponent of Blue Sight, and I can't even get behind this. Ugh, I hate this photo. Bianca is next. Overall question. Overarching question. Yes, please. How do we feel about Bianca's mauve mock turtleneck? Because this is not the last time that we will see this turtleneck. I think that she should just wear kind of variations of that black turtleneck with a little pop sleeve all the time. Mm -hmm. She should buy that in literally every color. And I think that's maybe this problem with this mauve turtleneck. Is that you've seen the best version of it. And this is clearly like the third best version of that. This is the TJ Maxx version of the first one. I truly wonder if she started wearing it only and exclusively post makeover because she's trying to figure out what quote unquote looks best with her nearly bald hair. Mm. Girly kind of. Because I don't remember her wearing that kind of stuff when she had her longer hair beforehand so that's what i it it's so again it's funny because for a variety of reasons i think because they actually supplied them with teaches and materials to do so i generally think that this is usually one of the most best dress cycles in terms of model basics agree we get a lot of tanks a lot of cute simple dresses they finally stopped wearing necklaces after a while (laughs) the flare of the jeans is like calm down like everyone wears heels yes it's like it's like a better cycle for dressing and i think a lot of times bianca i think it's next episode where everyone's in black or gray and bianca's the only one in like a green and i'm like bianca why aren't you just doing what everyone else is doing so this photo is literally the same photo as last week (laughs) I think this photo is very unsuccessful. And her arm is stiff in a, in a way that makes it look photoshopped longer. <laughs> this is the other thing I don't like. Because she's oil, right? She's like the stiff. There's no looseness in her. Yeah. And she got the added benefit of like having this gross oil put on her to make her like she's part of it. Oh. <gasps> Is she Ebony from Cycle 1? Did they just make uh, Bianca into Ebony from Cycle 1? We just need to check the doorknob. Was there oil on the doorknob? (laughs) And if so, absolutely. You know what I wished um, Bianca had done? Just slipped on the ground. Just been rolling on the ground in oil. (laughs) Just like fallen, like comically, banana peel style. Isn't there like a great version of this photo where she's just actually sitting on that big can? can? Like, super, like, in her cocktail dress, super cute. Yeah. Yes. Drinking. She got the easiest styling. Yeah. She just got a cocktail dress. And she's just, like, leaned, like, she's tipped on it. I kind of wish they'd put her in a full barrel. (laughs) Like a cartoonish poor person from back in the day. To be fair, when they give Bianca, like, a challenge to work with, she usually does better. Mm. When they give her kind of, like, nothing, she's, like, Mm. it just doesn't... I don't know. She keeps going to this, like, they get on Heather's case for the side profile. Ebony's body, or Bianca's body is always this flat to the camera. Mm. Tyra, once again, you know, everybody's all about what Bianca calls smiling with your eyes and what Tyra calls 
squint with your eyes big thing. <laughs> There's a reason it took 13 cycles, I suppose, <laughs> to get to Smize. Sarah is next. Ugh. Get ready. For, okay, the most frustrating thing is she easily has one of the most successful pictures. Yep. Yeah. It's a gorgeous picture. You can't even tell it's garbage bags because of how m- much you're just looking at her in this dress. She looks stunning. This is the thing I don't like about this photo. And it has nothing to do with Sarah. Ugh. It's because the black in the back is causing, is you invisible, like it makes part of Sarah's body invisible, which is also, I think, part of this nonsense, you've lost weight narrative with Sarah. I just can't get over this, this thing. And this week one, week five comparison where they just found the most unflattering freeze frame to make her look quote unquote her heaviest and she clearly has the exact same body yes and it's just they've also gotten rid of her hair which kind so of like her sealed her more. face up yeah yes and i will say maybe she, now that she has some new clothes from old navy and stuff maybe she's dressing certain a different way i totally get that but they comment on her weight loss and she actively says no some people have mentioned that as well which is a very kind way to be like yeah you're not the first one who's saying that to me but it's not true. But this like interrogative stance they take with her. Especially Nigel. Uh-huh. Nigel's all about this. It's Perhaps almost like it's the way your dressing has changed. And then complete silence. I'm like, yes, she's wearing closer fitting clothes. If I were Sarah after this, I would have just come to panel like dressed in, in a, a fucking sack. Yeah. Yeah. This is my conspiracy theory. <laughs> I think Nigel is attracted to Sarah, but isn't attracted to plus size models. So he can't, like, get his mind around his boner for Sarah in the context of a plus-size model, so she must be losing weight. And that's the only reason he now finds her attractive. Because it, he, he goes on and on and on about Sarah losing weight. And I agree with Sarah. She's just kind of like, uh, it's, it's not. It's kind of like when someone's, like, attracted to someone of their gender for the first time, and they're like, but I'm yes. straight, but I'm straight. just, I can't be. I've got to find a way to, like, that's, that's. You can't have one of the best faces here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, yeah, it's, it, and it, that's, it's so frustrating because, again, she easily has a top three photo. Yes! Is it time for Ebony? It is time for Ebony. Can I say an interesting thing before we get into what's arguably one of the kindest judging panels to Ebony? Wow. Ironically, is that Tyra says, when I edit your film, because she's talking about editing around the, quote, snarl, which, to be fair, mm, it's a little snarly, because she has downturned lips. It's a natural thing that happens. We've talked about it, too. But do we really think Tyra edits the film? No, no fucking way. But here's the thing, Alexander. I know why you want to say that. I feel that from you, even through the Zoom, from your heart and your soul and your mind. And you know I respect you as a person, as a co-host, as a friend, as a recent birthday boy. She does always have a ton of opinions and information about the film. I don't think she edits it. I think she insists on looking at all of it. I think when she says go Isn't that through, one in the same? I don't think she... I'm not saying she photoshops it. I'm saying she picks oh, the okay. final photo. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure. I do think... I think she goes through all of their film. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they only get 50 frames. It might not take that long. <laughs> sure. I just... I, I don't know the ethics at this point of Tyra picking the photos, if that makes sense. That's actually an interesting point, too, because if Tyra just picks a favorite, she could even not consciously, like subconsciously, pick one that's slightly worse to like Mm -hmm. teach Ambriella a lesson. Exactly. Because we've talked about sometimes it's like, this couldn't have been this person's best photo. I think she's maybe not suited to be 
if she if she's judging it, final saying a, th- it. a third party should be doing it. Yeah, or yeah. there should just be like a team of some kind. Yeah, yeah, or a Jim DeYonker type person. <gasps> oh, there should always be a Jim DeYonker. So we haven't even talked about this photo. This setup is once again the most hideous thing. It literally looks like a liquidation sale has occurred. <laughs> And Ebony's like, you want this chair? It's a dollar. It's the last thing left. Yes. Y'all, I was one of the last people in the American Apparel liquidation sale. Uh. Still ha- still got one of my favorite <laughs> hoodies from that. It was an extra L that I just fair- wear very slouchily. And Ebony was there and she had this face? Yes. She- <laughs> no, but th- I was like, wow, stores are real sad when they're having a 90% off sale. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I that was when I went into Papyrus and got like 10 years worth of Mother and Father's Day cards for a dollar. Did Papyrus close? Yeah, they closed all their stores. Uh, <gasps> wow. I They're used to still have... making the cards, but they sure. are only... That's fascinating, yeah. though, because, like, Papyrus was one of those stores that someone I was a personal assistant to for many years loved, so I was there all the time, oh, and yeah. I knew my Papyrus. My, my in-laws exclusively buy cards at Papyrus. I like how Papyrus. we both say Papyrus. <laughs> Papyrus. 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 To get back to this photo. <laughs> yes. Wait, there's a photo on screen? <laughs> it's not it's Look, not this good. is a shitty photo. The body is shit. The face is shit. It's not yeah, a good Yeah, the outfit photo. is terrible. The, what is this bobble around her neck? It's a bubble. It's a bubble bobble. <laughs> and her hand is weird, too, at her skirt. It looks like she doesn't want to touch anything. I didn't realize. The, like, it's just like, <laughs> we just threw a bunch of round things at her. It's like, cheetah print is really the bubble wrap of animal print. <laughs> Metallic cheetah print. Remember that round, full loose sight Natasha gumball chair? That's what she should have had for this. That's yeah. a bubble. Well, it's a literal bubble. It's a shrunk, there's a shrunken down version. It's wrapped up in bubble wrap. <laughs> but what's so funny, especially given the conclusion of this episode, which we're going to talk about in such a short amount of time, and also like Ebony's journey, this panel, maybe purposely so in the edit, is like the kindest, and it's mostly just Tyra. I think it's edit. I think it's mostly it's mostly just Tyra being like, look, we're giving you critique because we want you to be better and blah, blah, blah. Like, if this was the way they had talked to Ebony the entire time... She wouldn't have been this way? I also just think we would have a very different impression of how the show treated her. Also, they get on this weird thing of that her problem is not with modeling, it's with authority figures that I really didn't like. It's from nowhere. It's from nothing. Morp. Hate it. I also, it's this quote from Mr. J that is always going to bother me, is that she came to set completely uninspiring. That's not her job. <laughs> I mean... It's not really. She Because he said that he said that before. She's gone on set, done really well. The photographers like her. That's true. That's it's, true. It's That's only true. Jay that doesn't really like her on set. Yeah, he just wants buds, and she's not a bud. Mm-mm. No, she has no time for that. Chantal is next. Here's an interesting thing, because they praised Jenna for her uh, challenge win, being part of the challenge team, you'll now start to notice they didn't mention it to Ambrielle. Nope. But they mentioned it to the other two. Yes, they did. Because they just couldn't give Ambrielle a win this week. Nope. This photo is objectively great. Really? Honey, yes. This is great. It's what you want from Shred. And I get it. You want to agree with Tyson Beckford? I feel you, Alexander. (laughs) I get it. But like, this is absolutely fantastic it's what you want for shredded paper this is full cindy crawford realness i love it these are the two things i don't like about this photo i don't care that the hair is in her face 
I do care that the hair looks like a wig that was plopped on her head and is about ready to fly. Cool, off. not Chantal's fault. No. Her what is Chantal's fault is the face is giving a very strange emotion that I don't think she meant to give in this photo for oh, paper. Fascinating. I love it. I think that strange emotion is fierceness and greatness. What about you, Hannah? Tiebreaker. <laughs> I really like this photo. Boom. I think it's very well done. <laughs> yep. It does seem to me like the middle of like a three-page spread. Yes. Which sure. is nothing. <laughs> Maybe in the first with the fans not out and in the third with the fans all so high. <laughs> like, that the paper is going all over the place. <laughs> See, I want her in a paper tornado. I think it's really good. I think <laughs> the setup is good. And I like what she's doing with her face. The only thing that bothers me about the critique that she gets is that Nigel talks about how this is great because sometimes you have to take a risk. And I'm like... She didn't take a risk. You stood there while someone turned a fan on. Yes. I'm not saying this is a photo that, like, she earned. They even say that her film was garbage. I'm just saying that this final image... But again, I get it. Me and Hannah are looking at a photo and then Alexander's being Tyson Beckford. (laughs) What is her hand doing? Other than just, like, lifting her skirt. Modeling. (laughs) I hate you so much. To be fair, a lot of these women were lifting their skirts. This week. Yes, agreed. What's <laughs> what's so weird? I, y'all, when you take out your recycling, you don't just show a little leg. Show a little leg while you take out that recycling. Oh, Mister Recycling Man! Bring <laughs> a ding ding! Come get my sorted glass. You hear? You hear someone to an ice cream truck? The recycling car come, and you're just like, you, you just gotta go clink, out. Clink 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 clink. Oh, I love it so much. Last up is Heather. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not my favorite. This one feels like a '60s period photo. There's something mm. so I don't know if it's like. Do you mean menstruation or you mean period Period, piece? like the period 60s. <laughs> okay. Not like someone in their 60s having their period, which would love to have that interview. But like, like I think it's like the eyelashes in the bottom are like kind there's of... A, there's a little Warhol. There's a very Warhol yeah, energy to this. Yeah, again, I don't dislike it. It seems like she had such a different concept compared to the rest of them somehow. Well, because they just crushed cans and like nail gunned them to the wall. And then also just filled clear garbage bags full of cans. How did we not get a photo of her crushing a can on her forehead straight to camera? Or just like biting it? like Yeah, or just shotgunning one. (laughs) It's very hard to see, but I've just zoomed in. And there is a stool behind Heather that she's not using. And so you just have stool legs coming out of the bottom of her dress <laughs> that, like, we, we didn't want to get rid of the stool. She's not using the stool. Get rid of the stool. Can we sh- someone strike the stool? Harper, can you strike the stool, please? But honestly, oh. all she had to do was look at the camera. I mean. Yeah, she could have been also picking her nose, and they would have been like, great, you did it. See, look at you. Look at the confidence. Isn't that amazing? Look at what you did. After all of these weeks of profile, look at you. <laughs> I don't like her body. I will say that. I don't, this is the bottom half for me. It's the first Heather shot that I've not liked, which I hate because it also makes me think like, was she not good front on? I don't think that's, I don't think her face is the worst in front on. I'm just saying that because this is my least favorite Heather. Sure. I think it's the least, it's the worst Heather photo because she's actively trying to think about how to model. Instead of using that innate ability that Bianca exactly. says she has. Private panel. Which one of you is going back into the recycling bin? Do do do. Back into. 
<laughs> is an interesting way to out of the recycling well, they bin. They had to sort them. <laughs> also, considering the end result, we did kind of recycle a contestant. She's well. not wrong. <laughs> Taking the theme all the way here. <laughs> I wish she had said that at the end. <laughs> We're going to reuse and upcycle you, Ambrielle. <laughs> we, we've reduced the number of contestants. <laughs> yes. And now we'll be reusing. <laughs> so... Tyra says a, fr- a sentence that doesn't make sense, which is, Talisha wants it the most. Every single, like, half the house wants it the yeah, most. Yeah, what an, what an affront to Chantal. Say <laughs> that to Bianca's And face. Bianca. <laughs> Chantal, who's going to use that rope and dive into the room with that one claw head and scratch Tyra's face out as soon as she says this. Tyson Beckford says something that is objectively going to be true, but is such a weird comment, which is, Bianca's top five. He won't be wrong. But I do love, I don't remember who says this, but I'm not one for the stiff arm either. (laughs) Tyson says also, Ebony, she is weaker today. As opposed to when, Tyson? When are you referring to? When she was describing the hot water heater upper. When she was so good at describing the hot water heater upper? Maybe he got to see a lot of her running around and was like, well, she's a good runner. (laughs) Miss J jumps on the Sarah. I mean, she's losing weight. No, she isn't. She isn't. And then, and also, even if she somehow was, it's been four weeks. There's no way she's lost a lot. No. Nigel says he wants her to be plus size so she can have, quote, a niche career knocked out for her. Yeah, that really makes Sarah want to be plus, so she can have a niche career. She's only going to have a career if she's plus size. Well, that is a consistent thing that they say about the plus size contestants is that that is a smaller market currently, unfortunately. Sure. So I get, I, I just wish that what they were saying we were seeing with Sarah, because then I think the critique could be somewhat valid. We're just not seeing evidence of it. And Sarah's not no. saying it. No, they've decided that Lisa's kind of stagnant. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into the microphone just so everyone knows because I was so aghast. When she was literally the top photo last week. And has been generally very consistent. Yeah. They don't, re- they don't remember who did how from week to week. Oh, I love that sentence. Who did how? Who did how? Who did how? <laughs> that sounds like something in Drag Race, which I hate to mention on this podcast, but, you know, she already had hers. Is, like, that's what I want for, like, Drag Race Holland. Who did how? <laughs> it's just, that's the, the, the rumail. Describing Ambriel, Miss <gasps> J says that I've never saw model model, but a girl who moved well and posed well. And I responded, you know, like a model. A model. They've done this almost every episode where they're like, Ambriel's not a model. All she has is the face, the body, the skin, the looks, the personality, <laughs> but that's not a model. And I'm like, you keep describing individual yeah. pieces of a model and saying she has the full collection. If we put her in magazines and in shows, people would think she's a model. I think she's fabulous was the exact I was like, <laughs> this is a model. What do you, how do you, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> it's like being at a job interview and I'm the employer and you're the potential employee. And I'm like, look, I know you've got the resume, the experience, the personality, you'll fit the company culture and you're exactly the type of person we want to hire. Sorry. <laughs> you're just like, well, but I have all the things. Yeah, but you did it in uh, papyrus. So. And then at the end of panel, Tyra says, it's time to say 
piece to one of the girls. But also with deuce, but, snip, but, snip also, but also cuts the piece. So, can, can we imagine that Tyra has two pairs of kitchen scissors and she, she goes clip clip and then holds them open to make peace signs with the little scissor legs? Oh, that's cute. Why did she say peace though? I what did that have to do with her abandoned the theme? I guess it's, it's a piece of trash. Take out the recycling. It's so easy. Everyone, it's Wednesday night. It's time <laughs> to take out the recycling and put it on the curb. Tyson, it's your turn to take out the recycling. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to our call out. Celicia gets first call out. Why? I can't believe this. And I get that, like, may if I'm being so generous, they're trying to give her a most improved, but absolutely she was not the best photo. No. I'm also surprised she did not get called out for her rolled up capri jeans. Mm. Yes. That was surprising to me. Jenna is second. Should have been first in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Heather is third. I thought they were mm. going to give first to Heather because of the raptures of front on camera and the challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not saying that I would give first to Heather, but I was surprised that they did not. Right. Then Bianca. Why? Because of the squinty the- big eyes. <laughs> I would have put Bianca bottom two. Then Sarah is all the way near the bottom. For me, this was... Jenna, Sarah. For me, and I know you disagree, but Jenna, Sarah, Chantal, Heather are my top four in that order. I I have an argument for putting Celicia in the top three because of improvement and... That's fair. Sarah all the way at the bottom? Sarah being that low is an affront to that photo. Insane. Then Chantal. Then Lisa. Who gets fully trolled. (laughs) I mean, maybe you'll maybe if you do this and this, you'll get called higher next week. Also, Tyra's so angry at Lisa for being slightly dejected. Like she's in the bottom three. It's okay for her to show a moniker of emotion. You mean modicum? Maybe. (laughs) Who can say English is a fluid language, (laughs) which leaves Ambriel and Ebony in the bottom. The report back from the set says that you all were the worst pictures in the bunch. And I literally, okay, so I write that whole sentence and then my next notes were, what, huh? <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? That was not at all the report back from set because you decide what the worst photos were. The report uh-huh. from set is uh-huh. how they are on set. set, which was still negative for both of them, but like, what? Then they fully lie to Ambriel's face <laughs> in, in, in their critique of, it's interesting because you girls know how to model. Okay, you've literally told Abrielle she has no idea what a model is and you can't see her as a model. That she forgot how this week. They've, you've dropped way low. But the judges feel that one of you has the potential to get better. And that's Ebony. And then Tyra dares her to say something. <laughs> I, I have so much respect for how Ebony handled this whole situation. Me too. She, Me too. She takes her minute and then she just goes... I no longer want to be here. And she's clearly extremely emotional about it. She misses her family and she's just not happy. And it takes a lot of personal strength, especially when you're that age to be like, I wanted to do this. And a lot of people are looking at me and I thought it would make me happy, but I'm miserable. So I'm going to take myself out of a bad situation. For my own sanity and mental health. And not to take away an opportunity from somebody who wants to be here. And specifically in this moment, Ambrielle, who very much wants to be here. Mm-hmm. And then this is, she's like the dickest Tyra's ever been, right? This is, I wrote down the full speech. This is almost worse to me than Tiffany in some ways. I think it is. I mean, I think it because is Because it's this full, like, 
Shamey, very talking down to Ebony. Well, and I'm not, I'm not going to let you do this on your terms. Yes. So, so she says. Yeah, read it out to us. I don't think that's your problem. I think it's people telling you what to do. I think it's people telling you that you're not perfect. I think that's what you can't handle. And the most unattractive thing in the world to me is a quitter. And for that, you can go. Good luck. For that, you can go was a strange choice of the words. good luck is also what got me like that's what you do in a passive aggressive twitter thread where after a while you're like best of luck every single sentence consecutive sentence just made her a bigger and bigger asshole yeah i just i uh, oh man this was like i actually barely have any notes on this section just because it was like hard to watch but yeah especially because yeah. ebony is standing there crying bawling her eyes out and everyone else is too and then the world's creepiest hug, Heather and Mary J. Blige be damned. <laughs> How is Abrielle supposed to feel in this situation? Especially when Tyra goes, a free pass has been given. <sighs> I know this was crazy. And then they just hug. And she's like, and Tyra goes, it was meant to be. And Abrielle is also full weeping. And Tyra looks over at all. Of, I mean, they're all crying. Yeah. With this like tiny smile. Mm-hmm. it's <sighs> creepy weird and ebony is like i just don't want to feel like this anymore i'm just gonna be regular old happy ebony and this editing is such bullshit oh my god Number i have never seen do this to somebody like this before they even did grainy so she writes a note. She writes a four-page long note to the girls explaining why she left. And I didn't write down any specific sentence, but I did pause and read as much as I could on the fridge. And it's extremely positive and nice. Says how much she loves them all. It's like all great. Right. And then we cut to Ebony in her better, younger days where she's just like, pick me, pick me, Tyra, where she was happy. And it's almost like, I think the show is getting the opposite effect that it wanted. Because I thought the same thing. Saying, I was like, look how happy and smiley Ebony used to be. Before you ruined her. Yes. I do like that she's auditioning in the exact outfit that she brought to the show to do her talking heads in. <laughs> I mean, but they, I think they're trying to be like, see, she's lied. She was a liar. And she like, she only liked it when she was good or whatever. But I'm seeing a happy person that you've destroyed over the course of like six weeks. Absolutely. I do like that I'm number 783. Then they have this sad music like Ebony's died. And then <laughs> they give her a fade out. In a, I don't know how to describe the emotion that was behind that fade out, but it was so weird. In memoriam. It was an in memoriam fade out. I kind of wish they had faded out Ambriel, <laughs> then faded out <laughs> Ebony, and then brought Ambriel back. Oh my God. But she was like now in Ebony's place in the collage. Oh. <laughs> and it's just around her neck is now a sign that says free pass. <laughs> it just says recycled. 100% recycled material. Not supposed to be here. <laughs> oh yeah. New brand. Who dis, Ambriel? <laughs> okay. Ebony was Ebony Morgan. Great name. Yes. Not a lot of social media. However, get ready. I have so much else. <laughs> so, great. She got one of those Victoria Reality TV World.com interviews. And again, none will ever be like Vix, but this is a good one too. Sure. One of the things she was quoted as saying is when she called me a quitter, Tyra, I was a little upset by it. But after a while, I realized people are entitled to their own opinions. She thinks I'm a quitter. That's fine. In a sense, I did quit. So, in a sense, I am a quitter. 
Before coming to the show, I was the most shallow and materialistic person. Here I am in this $15 million, million dollar house surrounded by the most lavish things, stumps and whatnot. And I wasn't happy. She said stumps and no. oh, That was editorial. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't happy. All I could think of was my family. I was wondering if they missed me because I certainly missed them. I learned that family is so important. Okay, so Ebony just learned that Emily actually grew quite a bit as a person. Yeah. She is so well-spoken in this interview. Yeah. She- like, this is so, like, just the idea of, like, she's entitled to her opinion. Like, that is, it's very. I don't know if I would, I don't think I would have it's that. It's extremely graceful yes. and respectful of the show. She never, like, she also does insist that she never bombed a photo shoot on purpose. Mm. Okay. So, you know, I'll take her to word. There's also, just like Mila before her, a bizarre CW interview. <laughs> but this one has, again, this one's not that interesting of an interview. It's a host that only identifies himself as Jason C, Ooh. the letter. <laughs> and the weirdest thing is that they're both seated next to each other. And every time they cut to B-roll of Ebony on the show and cut back, they are always at different seating distances between each other. And it is so noticeable and weird. Like they were playing tag. Like she would move and he would scoot. Yeah. And sometimes they were far away and sometimes they were super close. I will say this though. Jason watched the show. Unlike that previous interview, Jason C was doing a podcast of his own because he was like, here's what happened. Let's talk girl. Like blah, blah, blah. He didn't say girl, but he had that inner. I wish. He had that energy of like, <laughs> I'm your, <laughs> I'm going to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get all queenie gay on you because I want the tea, sis. Like that's the kind of the energy <laughs> Jason C gave me. Jason T, never mind. Ooh. Okay. Two other things. Wikipedia, as always, is such a gift on Top Model. People have done the work on Wikipedia. Thank you. And they do a, 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 um, a, a, a very quick update, and here was Ebony's, has gone back to dental school and was seen in Tyra's Fiercy Awards on the Tyra Banks show as one of the nominated models. What? We need to watch the Fiercy Awards as a bonus episode, <laughs> truly, yeah, because what yeah. was she nominated for? Also, <laughs> you know how there's that top model math of like their call-out percentage, like their number oh, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff? So Ebony is the last in this cycle of the, quote, correct mathematical choices everyone who has been eliminated has been eliminated with at the place they should have been so technically ebony was like the quote correct person to eliminate and after this on this cycle specifically it gets wild yeah i imagine i might have be having to give like episode by episode updates every so often because it's it's weird but yeah i of all the people, all the cycles, my mind changed the most about Ebony. Yeah. Yeah. Just like she grew into a person that didn't care about lavish things, I grew as a person that understood human beings better. Well, it's, it seems like she also changed the most. And the show yeah. didn't really want us to see that, but she managed to have a journey that was not prescribed by the show, which is something that I think you rarely see on reality television. It's- fascinating because i think as a younger person i just kind of took whatever the show was giving me as oh yeah gospel. i know i did i whatever they yeah. spoon fed me i lapped it up mm-hmm. and so looking back at it i think ebony is perfect of like why i think this podcast should exist and people should listen really is because like we're looking at it and going wow what garbage 
they treat some of these contestants on this show and Ebony especially because you literally they literally said you're a bitch no one likes you you should change and she's like okay and then was you know poly positive to literally everyone mm-hmm. and then they still shit on her saying like you don't smile you hate us you're garbage inspiring yeah I didn't realize when we started doing this podcast how my mind could be so changed about a contestant. And it also just means beyond the fact that like all three of us obviously know a little bit more about how television works and editing and all those kind of things. Also just like I've changed as a person where I recognize things like this a little better. And if you think we recognize things better, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, We're now, we just, I looked, we have 101 five-star ratings. That's amazing. I also- seriously, thank y'all. Oh, God. Update. If you aren't listening on uh, Apple iTunes where you can uh, post a review, you can now post a review on our page at podchaser.com. So if you go to Podchaser, even if you don't listen there, you can still write a review. You can still leave a rating. That helps us a lot. I know it sounds really stupid and trifling to be like, hey, go to this website. But like, if you are out there listening to on like Spotify or- For all our non-Apple people, I feel you. And also international people. If you listen through podleadum.com where you can also send emails to us, you can go to Podchaser and leave a review. Um, and that would be great. You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. Reach out to me on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on Twitter at JW Crump. And be sure to use the hashtag podleadum whenever you post about us so that I can um, get a little taste of what you're thinking about us. Yum. And support the show by going to anchor.fm slash podleadum. So for Podleadum, I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm J.W. Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podleadum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.